We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're going to start a band, a girl band. The Unholy Hour was the name of our um, screamo band. Hell yeah. (laughs) 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 I'm not good at making a low voice. Welcome to the Holy Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. And I just dropped it, what was going to be a very great fishtail braid because I knew that this like, oh. that part of the recording was going to be on the Patreon. I was like, fuck me, like, get it together. Oh, my hair. <laughs> oh, I'm no. be right, my hair. I'm starting oh. over. Okay. Um, hi. We're hey. recording late in the week because I had a yeah. bit of a meltdown earlier this week. Again, baby. Well, I feel it was like pre-meltdown. You, yeah, it was pre-meltdown. So this is an important update, I think. So it was pre-meltdown. Amelia could tell that she was getting there and um she mentioned this before but she has a hard time recognizing right before she's about to like Mm -hmm. tip so i was like i want you to feel empowered to like set boundaries so i can totally record tomorrow even though it'll be like less than like ideal but i'm taking i'm having a slow week because i had a very busy weekend yeah i mean and you went to a what a barbecue on monday too yeah so you've like not really had much time to like recover from like what this weekend no. was for you barbecue is a stress it was just like a nice little fall dinner it was very oh, casual nice. but still like just calm. socializing like yeah still yeah you're right. Still a lot. You're right. I was sitting at the dinner table and I was like, oh God, please don't fall asleep, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it together. They're Liz. like, do you want another glass of wine? And I was like, I, they were at my birthday party and I was like, I cannot do that right now. <laughs> did you, how did you feel Sunday? Um, Sunday, I had the Sunday scaries, but it wasn't because I was, I don't think it was like so much being hungover as much it was, as it was just like coming down from a high of like yeah. celebrating my birthday for the last month. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Mr. Liz took me on like a very special like birthday weekend trip before this past weekend. So I had like two birthdays basically. And then this like my actual birthday, like my 
college friends came out, like my best friends in Seattle came out. I just had everyone I like wanted in one place for the whole weekend. Like both Friday and Saturday were so much fun. Should we change our brand to just review drinks? Because I feel like all of our episodes start out. We could just start out reviewing a dr- whatever drink we're drinking. Should we do that right now? Yeah. All right. Do you want me to go first? Yes. I'm drinking <clears throat> Topo Chico hard seltzer tangy lemon lime um oh there's lime in it that's why it tastes like key lime (laughs) how Um, would how would you compare it to a white claw i prefer topo chico but let me Uh tell you this realization that i had earlier Uh today when i was pulling this out of my fridge all of a sudden i really love topo chico and i'm like why and it's because music man i am so down bad this man is obsessed with topo chico he has a topo chico poster in his apartment that is framed he has like a topo chico record that doesn't have any music on it but it's like branded as topo chico (laughs) he always every time i come over he's like you want a topo chico and i'm like i what what the fuck is that and then i bought it to bring over to his apartment and it tastes basically the same to every other seltzer but I feel really hip and cool because he's so hip and cool. So I buy Topo Chico seltzer now. I'm going to interject his influence. Uh, and talk to the audience for a second. Oh, talk no. to the angels. I'm in trouble. Um, Amelia gives this man way more than he deserves. Like, I more know. accolades than he deserves. The way she's describing him, <sighs> so you cool. would think, yeah, you would think she was talking about a celebrity. And he's... He's a nice guy and he is likable. But when I met him, it felt like it felt a little bit like um, uh, Arrested Development when when uh, Michael's talking about Anne and he's like, who? And then he's like, Anne, you you let her in. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. Her? Okay. (laughs) And anytime they say Anne, he's like, her? I don't know what it is about him. Like, I, I support like, you, but her? No, you know what I think it is about him? Because I've I've been thinking a lot about this. I never put this much of my energy into somebody that gives me so little. <laughs> but maybe that's why. It's why. Because he that's, gives you so little. That's part of it is, is the... But at least you're aware. Oh, yeah. The chase is a huge part of it. But also, like, I feel my... I feel like my soul <laughs> knows his soul. And like, I felt like that since I met him and I can't let go of it. Like I, I, I looked so away bad. when she said that, <laughs> but it's, tr- I feel it's a very strange cosmic thing. I feel like I've knew him in a past life, not in a romantic way, but I feel so comfortable and attached to him. Here's actually what I think. I think that you're, your soul, your soulmate is going to remind you of him. Mm hmm. So I think it's just someone who is similar. Mm-hmm. You might like, be right. Or just has, some people can have like similar energy, but not have like the same personality, if you know what I mean. Yeah, totally. So I think whoever you're supposed to meet will make you feel the same way. That's what I've been telling people. Like he's set the bar for how I'm supposed to feel for about people. You want to review your drink? Oh I'm yeah, I didn't about even my date. review no. my drink. Oh, I'm going to give this a, um, please marry me music man out of 10. <laughs> Um, I, so we're doing out of 10. Uh-huh. I'd give this like a 5.5 out of 10. Oh, you 10. actually gave it a number. I would give it like a cool can, bad taste out of 10. Yeah. It's, it's spent all their budget on the, on the yeah, they packaging spent all their out of 10. Budget on packaging. It's not bad. So it tastes like if a sour 
beer and a seltzer had a baby. So this is like a rosé seltzer and it just isn't doing it for me. You know, Um, it's not bad. I like that it's tart. I do really like tart drinks. Um, But this is just like not how I'm feeling right now. I would definitely mix this with like vodka and like squeeze a little lemon in it or something. I think that'd be really fun. Make a little Liz cocktail, a little Liz rosé cocktail. Yeah, I'd for sure fuck, fuck myself up and drink this mixed with some I thought you were going to say you would you would fuck the drink. I'm like, Damn, I would, you <laughs> no. love that drink. No, I don't. I had I don't. one night stand that drink. But like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, uh, I'd, ma- I'd drunkenly make out with this drink at a bar. Okay. Um, and I would marry White Claw. Can't go wrong with a, a mango White Claw. You know, that's my safe space. Okay. Love that. It's familiar. I always feel good when I drink it. Okay. Um... I would probably like be fuck buddies with like gin and tonic or like gin and soda. I'm getting kind of like over my vodka stage of life. (gasps) Yeah, I think I'm a gin girl. We'll miss you on this side. But also I have that purple gin and it just feels different when your drink's purple. Like I went on a date with, um, I need to have a nickname for him now because he's new. It wasn't a date originally, and it turned into a date. And this also all came from reviewing our drinks. Yeah. So we went out on uh, last Monday, and it was – or last Tuesday, and it was just supposed to be, like, us catching up because it had been a while since we saw each other. And we ended up just talking solid for four hours. I left, like – I really hope you thought that that was a date because I felt like that was a date. (laughs) Like, I I was really excited about it. And I just, like, woke up really giddy. Like, I hadn't felt – this is going to be another Music Man episode. I <laughs> I hadn't felt that good about a date since Music Man. So like the fact that it felt so natural and easy was really, really exciting. Um, and then we just like talked solid basically the whole week and drunk texted a bunch, which is always <laughs> how I get myself in trouble, but it ended up being <laughs> fine. And um, it was good. And then I went down and saw him. He lives an hour and a half south. But he works in Seattle, which is why I'm even toying with this. And so I drove to see him and uh, we had a little like movie date and it was fun. And I he's really great. And he listens to the podcast. So we got to figure out a nickname hey. for him. Um, we're going to call him. I've actually been thinking a lot about what I want to call him. <sighs> Give me a sec. Kay. I'm like running through a few. Like, I don't know enough about him to be, to help you. I'm gonna call him. Um, Moscow. Moscow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he loves Moscow meals, and we drank Who a doesn't? lot of Moscow meals. It's a great drink on Monday. And ginger beer. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. You really can't. Especially if there's a little mint in there. Really, really liked Moscow. Really nice, really easy to be around. Him and I just click really well. He's really good at listening. Like everything, he's one of those people that like, I say this about like every guy that I date, I feel like I would be able to bring him around my friends and it wouldn't be a problem. Like that's such a huge litmus test for me. And I don't know, he's just really great. He's younger than me. He's a year younger. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pro younger. And he's a Libra. Mm. How do we feel about Libra men? We don't like Lieberman. Mm, they're not great. <laughs> really? Um, I, as a Libra, I do not like Lieberman. Oh, 
no. But it might just be because I'm a Libra woman. But I'm realizing I like don't like like any man. <laughs> so this is our Halloween so episode. No. Um. Halloween episode is a tough act to follow. I don't remember it. Oh, if I'm being honest. It's fine. We told ghost stories. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to do the same here. Yeah. Yeah. We just have the one more and I'll tell my ghost story. Okay. And then also we need to talk about the experience that you had reading the listener story because you and I made an interesting connection about similar dreams that we have. Um, while you're pulling it up, I'm going to plug our socials. Okay. Because it's everyone's favorite part of the episode is when I plug shit that you're already listening to. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at The Holy Hour. You know how to spell it. And um, send us send us stories, like the one we're about to read, to holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and also, I want to chime in and say, everyone, no one sent us any spooky stories. Um, so if you're like... If you're like, oh, I'm not going to send in my story because other people will, just send it. Mm-hmm. Ship it. Send it to us. We love reading them regardless of if we read them on air. Yes. So, and we read and almost also, all of them on Yeah, air. it's not like we won't read them in the future either, you know? Yeah. So, hi, Liz and Amelia. Big fan of the show. Longtime listener. The highlight of my week is cuddling up with my puppy with a good drink and listening to the newest episode each weekend, laughing my head off alone in my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that's very relatable to me yeah, same. <laughs> except instead of a drink sometimes it is uh marijuana yeah <laughs> marijuana marijuana <laughs> anyways i'm hoping this isn't too late to share my story for your paranormal spooky episode but i have a doozy of a story a little context i'm from a very small town in montana and during the summers during my high school years and beginning of college, I worked at the local museum, which is inside an old abandoned prison. The structure is now half old prison museum and half antique car museum. I never believed in ghosts until I worked there, but now I'm a devout believer. Mm -hmm. I have lots of crazy stories from my time there, but this one is the spookiest to me. My second year working at the museum, one of my coworkers, a girl who went to high school with me, we'll call her Stacy, told our manager she wasn't comfortable closing the till anymore because doing so involved walking into the back of the autumn museum bay and locking up the till and receipts for the night. She said every night right every night when she went to lock up the till, she would hear a little girl giggling and see a small girl hiding behind the wall in the back corner. The first time, she called out to the girl, thinking she was a museum patron who'd gotten separated from her family. But when she moved closer, the girl disappeared, and she sat in the same spot every night. Naturally, like the punk high school students we were, none of us believed her at all. My good friend worked at the museum with me at the time, and one day we were closing out the till together. The museum doors were locked, and so aside from our boss, an older lady who worked upstairs and locked up behind us, we were the only ones left in the building. We were sitting in the office that was near the front desk with the door closed while we counted our tills. We were joking about the ridiculous stories Stacy had been telling. We were joking about the little girl she had seen and sarcastically trying to guess her name. Maybe it was Olivia or Elizabeth. That's a spooky Victorian name. That's true. I am a spooky Victorian girl. (laughs) Um, Followed by our obnoxious laughter. Then I fucking kid you not, we heard the creepiest, most bone-chilling sound. There was a very loud scratching on the door, other side of the closed office door. 
It wasn't just a light scratch as if something brushed up on the door. It was loud, like someone was raking their nails at the door. We both immediately went quiet, and my friend got up to open the door and see who was screwing with us, but there was no one there. We looked at the door and scratched into the wood. There were letters. J-A-N-E. Whoa! We both literally screamed and ran out there and texted our boss uh, from the safety of our car that there was something in the lobby. The next morning, I figured either someone had been screwing with us or we simply let our imaginations get away from from us. But when we came in, we saw the door still had the name Jane scratched into the wood. Our boss had checked all the doors to be sure they were shut and there were no signs anyone had been in the lobby during that time, aside from the two of us. Our Our museum curator became really interested in this story after she heard it. She began doing some research into who this little girl might be. All of the full-time staff have been long-time believers in ghosts, as there are just too many unexplainable, undeniable paranormal experiences that happen in the museum every day. She was curious why there would be a little girl ghost. The museum was a men's prison back in the day. There were never any records of young children being allowed on site, especially not little girls. However, after some digging, our curator found that one of the cars in the back corner of the auto museum bay had an interesting history. The car was restored by its previous owner before it was donated to the museum a few years back. It had been restored because it had been in a pretty, um, pre- pretty badly. It had been pretty badly wrecked a long time ago when it was, when its original owners, a family with a mom, dad, little boy, and little girl, had been in a bad accident. The accident on record, it turns out, had actually killed two members of the family, the mom and the little girl, their daughter, Jane, who was four years old at the time of the crash. Today, the door has been removed from the main office and is in the storage room by the auto museum. I also attached a photo that Stacy took of the little girl. The entire museum is literally the creepiest place I've ever been. It's not uncommon for visitors to get unexplained scratches on their arms, feel a sudden cold spot or chill, or for animals to go absolutely berserk barking at blank walls. After my years working there, I'm very much a believer in some sort of paranormal world beyond our own. Sorry for the long message, but this is the coolest, spookiest story I have, and I love to share it. Swear to God, every detail is true. Keep up the good work. You're my favorite podcast and could listen to endless hours of the two of you making me laugh. If you're ever out in the SLC area, drinks are on me. Oh, let's go to Salt Lake City. <laughs> um, Thank you for writing that in. Holy fuck. Ooh. Yeah, I looked at the pictures. Ooh. Holy. Fully like a girl like sitting in the window, <sighs> like sitting and facing a window. So while I was reading this story, um the i was like fully like enveloped reading it and uh it just started to get dark outside and i was like laying in bed so then i asked like i have my light set up with google to turn on the lights so i was like asking it to turn the lights on and there was like a long pause and it was like sorry something went wrong and it's just like i hate when it does that it's so jarring to me when it is when it because it's louder than normal when it does that but uh when I told Amelia that um like with the lights thing we both realized we have this similar like nightmare it's like like, recurring nightmare yeah of um being unable to turn the lights on yeah it's such a weird thing to have multiple mm -hmm. times and then for us to both experience it yeah and it's like um yeah you're like 
there's something creepy in your house yeah and you're trying to turn the lights on and they won't turn on and they're like really close behind you they're like watching you mm-hmm. like not be able to turn the lights on you can't see where they are because the lights won't turn on what do Awful. you do when uh in your dream when that happens all all i can remember of those dreams is just frantically trying to turn the lights on like i don't ever remember anything after that i always start screaming at the ghosts well because i don't actually ever see anything yeah but i'm like you're not allowed in my house and you need to leave like (laughs) oh my god you're like i just get aggressive hell yeah i get mad that they're in my home and they're fucking with me i'm like no it's time for you to go nobody's fucking with with awake liz and dream liz no Mm mm-mm I am so shut off to seeing any ghost. I just, I don't want to see one. Mm -hmm. I don't want anything weird happening to me. I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Unless it's cool. But. Yeah. Like, like, um, in a good way, you know? Right. Like a little girl ghost. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is really creepy. But she probably doesn't mean any harm. Why are there always like why first of all why are they always from like the victorian era (laughs) that's so true why are there so many victorian ghosts yeah and then like why are they always children you know and i think that people say like ghosts are like people that lost their life before it was their time that are like stuck in like in between like the two realms because their souls weren't ready to die and so that's why a lot of them are kids but um I don't know. It's so strange. It's, I don't know. You just always hear about like ghosts being children or like children's laughter. And it's like, mm-hmm. fuck, it's so scary. I, I think I told these stories on our last spooky sode, but I have always felt like I have other people's spooky stories I can share. Do it. Yes. <laughs> I just, I have always felt like since I was a kid that I, have like a special connection to the afterlife like even before I knew what that was I was always just like very aware of there being like dead people around me it was like very strange but I've heard from a lot of people that are like they identify as mediums that like as kids they had a lot of anxiety and a lot of it was tied to like seeing dead people Mm -hmm. um or being able to communicate with them but there have been a few instances like um in my house up where I went to school, my when we moved into the house, it was an old house, and my mom set up like a box of my shit, and in there was a Ouija board, and that was from my ninth birthday. I had a psychic-themed birthday party with a psychic named Jewel who told me I was going to be a surgeon, which is fucking hilarious. Look at me now, Fuck Jewel. Fuck you, Jewel. Fuck you, Jewel. No, actually, I wonder, though, because Jewel kind of seemed a little spooky. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I still have a lot of life to live. Maybe I'll be a surgeon. <laughs> i the worst surgeon. I have some shaky hands. Um, but anyway, so I had, like, I had a psychic there. I had, like, um, like crystal balls everywhere. And my mom got me a Ouija board. So, like, it was living in storage for forever until I went to college and moved into this house. And right when she sent it up to the house, like, and we used it the first night, the weirdest shit started happening around the house. Like there was one night where um, it was three in the morning, which is the witching hour. Mm -hmm. I was leaving the bathroom and my room was at the end of the hallway that the bathroom was at. And I felt somebody looking at me, but I didn't pay. I was like, they're just tired. So I went into my room and shut the door and locked it. 
And like two seconds after I locked it, it sounded like somebody body slammed against the door. Like it wasn't like a house settling. It was like a Uh full body into the door. And I was like, what the fuck? But I was so tired that I was like, am I just, I don't know, whatever. Am I sleepwalking? Yeah. So I just went to sleep, woke up in the morning. And my roommate who lived upstairs came downstairs and she was like, the weirdest shit was happening last night. She like has one of those um, touch base lamp. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just kept going on. It would like get brighter and then it would turn off and then it would get brighter and turn off. And the fan in her bathroom turned on by itself. So it was like all of this shit was happening in Ugh. the same night. Yeah. So like that was the beginning. That was the catalyst of all of this creepy shit that was happening in the house. And then every time I would go home, everything would stop so like i would come home my roommates would be like nothing happened while you were gone like this shit whatever it is is like attached to you (laughs) to you because it only happens when you're in the house yeah so that shit just happened until we moved out so i don't i don't know like it i was never i never felt scared of it and that's Mm -hmm. the thing about like all of these like paranormal experiences i've had they never feel like scary yeah they never feel like interesting ghosts yeah i wonder if i would be afraid I think that the the vibe of the ghost makes a difference. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. What are the ghost stories that you've heard? Um, so I heard a couple this weekend. Oh. Um, have you ever had sleep paralysis? Mm-hmm. I've never had sleep paralysis. It's but horrible. Yeah. A few people uh, I was talking to this weekend were telling stories of their sleep paralysis. So one of my friends, um, she and her fiance went to a wedding um, and like we're staying in like a cabin or something like, I don't know, a hotel room slash cabin. It was it had a cabin vibe (laughs) wherever it was they were and um, they were laying in bed and she woke up and she had like sleep paralysis and like like her eyes were open and she like could only move her pinky and she was trying to like get her fiance's attention and saw like a figure like shadow figure walk through the door across their bed and into like the bathroom or something and then like a couple minutes later it walked back (laughs) and then (laughs) i was like he forgot something yeah yeah he forgot something yeah yeah, he's, he had Forgot to go get his... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't mind oh, me. Sorry. Silly me. Don't let me bother Sorry you. To Sorry to intrude. <laughs> um, I know you're sleeping. I know you have sleep paralysis. So she was Don't like... Care. And then in the she was finally able to move. She was she was like... I was laying there and I was like sobbing, but I like was unable to move. And I was like, oh my God, that's giving like haunting of Hill House. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then like she told her fiance and like he was like like well you just had like that happens when you have sleep paralysis like you see shit yeah you're like still (laughs) asleep yeah Yeah. yeah. and then um like a month later they were talking about it and he's like um so I actually saw it too and then she's like what the fuck why didn't you tell me and he was like we still had to stay there another night like if I told you, you're going to freak out even more. And then she's like, you're right. Wow. What a protector. <laughs> so he didn't have sleep paralysis and he saw the same fucking thing. So. I what the fuck? And that's yeah. like a huge to be like, no, it's fine, babe. Don't freak out. And him be yeah. like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's definitely the kind of person who's very like even keeled. Mm-hmm. So I I'm just like, you know, you can say like, oh, yeah, when you have sleep paralysis, like you just your brain 
is not fully awake. Mm -hmm. So it's just like projecting. And if you know you have sleep paralysis and you know you might see something scary, then like you're going to see something scary. Yeah. Because you're like essentially lucid dreaming. (laughs) That's so true. So, um, but now like that he cooperated it as well it's like well fuck yeah <laughs> like what the fuck was it that ma- it made me wonder like if sleep paralysis is like intentional like um if a ghost is around you are intentionally paralyzed by them or something maybe i've had a lot of sleep paralysis do you see scary shit yes Ooh. holy shit the first time I had it, I woke up from a nightmare. It was this nightmare where I was driving and somebody was tailgating me and they punched through the back windshield and grabbed my head and I woke up and I was paralyzed and I like turned, I looked with my eyes just next to me and the guy that grabbed my head was in my bed and he was just like laying there just staring forward and his head was just going up and down. And I was just like watching him and he was just like slowly moving. Like it was so fucking scary. And then like he started like kind of like strobing and then he disappeared and then I could move and I turned on my light. But it was probably like five seconds. It felt like an hour. I was like, yeah, that's what everyone was saying. Like it, it feels, feels like an so eternity. This, and then that was the first time it happened. The most recent time it happened was with my ex. Um, the last trip we went on, we were in a cabin and... I woke up and this like big like long armed like tentacly man was like coming through the window. Ew. And it it was like very it was like a solid form. Like the guy that was in the bed next to me was kind of this like cloud kind of Uh person. This was like coming through the window. And I started screaming. Like once I started coming out of the paralysis, I started screaming, which freaked him out because he's like, what? Like, <laughs> Yeah. What's going on? And I got, I jumped out of bed and I was screaming. And I remembered like all of, all of that because I was awake. Um, and I was so convinced in the moment that something was coming through the window because it was so real mm-hmm. that I couldn't, con- I couldn't convince, like I was so frustrated. I couldn't convince him that something was coming through the window. Um, and it hasn't really happened since then, but I've been sleep talking a lot recently. Some really awful creepy I, shit. I see you posting the sleep talk, <laughs> like the sleep talking uh, videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. The recordings. Some of them are pretty funny. The one last night was I said something about um, if anybody takes pictures of my remains, I'm going to kill their whole family. What the fuck? Hello? I want to know if I sleep talk. You should get the sleep cycle app. It's actually pretty cool. I, sh- I will. This sounds like it's sp- sponsored. You, it's, you have to pay a monthly subscription. Um, Mr. Liz's roommate talks in his sleep. That's not a shock. A lot. Yeah. He just <laughs> never stops Chatty talking. Chatty Kathy. Yeah. He's, um, and so like if we're still awake or like if I'm like falling asleep, like sometimes I'll hear him just like talking. <laughs> it's uh like since i know it's happening it's kind of funny but um does he there, say stuff that makes sense i can't hear like what you he's could just saying. hear him talking hear talking yeah and then um there was one time mr liz heard him singing <laughs> in his sleep <laughs> which is pretty funny that's amazing yeah um but i do wonder if i sleep talk but probably not i feel like if i did that at night it, it would just record like Mr. Liz farting. <laughs> and probably me. 
to, you know? You know? Yeah. But I do have a weighted blanket. I don't know if you can hear farts through it. <laughs> the the sounds that this thing picks up, it's scary. Like <laughs> I I'll like get up and pee in the middle of the night and it'll it'll um I pee with the door open, but it's my bathroom is far away from where my phone sits and it's very loud and very clear and, <laughs> and it picks it up as it registers it as talking because it'll tell oh, you what's going okay, on Okay, um, because it amplifies the sound so much. Uh-huh. I could hear there's been construction at seven in the morning every fucking morning and it catches all of the conversations of the construction guys outside. Oh, yeah, it's strong. You should really get it. It's really cool. I play rain sounds when I sleep, though. From your phone? Yeah. That's no, no, no. Not oh. from my phone. From my Google. It'll just, it, it won't pick that up. Okay. I was listening to um, Sleep With Me, that podcast that helps you fall asleep. It's just mm-hmm. a guy telling boring stories, which is the best thing in the world. Um, and that was fucking with my sleep cycle app. I thought I was awake all night because I was just like <laughs> somebody talking for a few hours <laughs> about nothing. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I have one more creepy story <gasps> from a friend. Oh, yeah. So... Um, my friend's ex-boyfriend had like this like demon that would follow him around. Like, I, I don't know, like his whole family just had weird shit that would happen to them. So he had like this like little like demon, small, like child sized, but like didn't look like a child. Um, and it was just like kind of this black, like shadowy thing and I guess all through college because that's when they dated this little demon thing would like choke him what the fuck yeah like he'd wake up with like scratches on his neck and stuff what the hell yeah so um and it had like big like black eyes or something I don't know so what oh my god I know when they broke up um I believe this is it's either when they broke broke up or she moved um to Colorado uh she like was laying in bed and like woke up and saw this like (gasps) little like shadow by her bed and she's like I couldn't see its eyes but I could tell it had like these big black eyes and then it like jumped at her and disappeared and she was like and then like two seconds later he called her and he was like are you okay and then she was like how did you like know like why are you calling me and then he was like I don't know I just got like a a weird feeling like something bad happened to you so I wanted to call and see if you were okay and she was like uh your fucking demon came to visit me (laughs) holy shit I know what a fucking story Mm -hmm. I feel like the closest I've been to sleep paralysis is like I have a recurring spider nightmare <laughs> where like a big spider is like crawling on me or oh, on the wall next to that. me or like falling down Mm-mm. and then I wake up and I scream um, and I'm like, there's a spider near me. Uh, Mr. Liz dealt with it for the first time recently. Oh God. And I was like, yeah, it was in his, we were in his bed and um, I like, I don't think I screamed, but I definitely like shot up and I was like, ah! Yeah. And then he was like, what? What? And I was like, there's a spider. It's so big. And then he was like, are you sure you weren't just dreaming? And I was like, huh. I had to like think for a second. And I was like, I think I was dreaming. But still, like when you try and fall back asleep, you're like, what if something's crawling on me? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's so funny how advanced we are. Like, 
intellectually and our brains mm-hmm. can't distinguish between what's a dream and what's reality regardless of how ridiculous a dream is i wake up like Did confused yeah. was i flying do you ever have um like you'll have like deja vu but it's of a dream that you had yes. once yeah and you're like oh my god i like can't I remember that dream. Mm-hmm. Like I had it so long ago. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. Yeah. It's so we I I've been having that a lot of like mm-hmm. remembering like some random dream. It's we yes. I mean, it just goes back to like we've talked about this before about how time doesn't exist mm-hmm. and like how this is all kind of a loop and there's a bunch of different things happening on a bunch of different <laughs> like Yeah, maybe that's a, just what a ghost is. It, I Just have you seen a different loop interstellar we've yeah, probably t- yeah 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 like hap like the whatever sixth dimension fifth dimension like behind the bookshelf yeah yeah um sorry spoiler if you haven't seen it yet what are you doing yeah it's watch fucking interstellar it's so good and you won't understand it so i'm not really uh, nobody does no that sounded like you <laughs> you couldn't possibly understand you just it. sit there no. for a few minutes after and then you're like no it's actually the bro, most confusing what the fuck? i've had i've watched like three times and i still didn't really understand what was happening so i watched a video of neil degrasse tyson talking about it <laughs> and now i feel like i get it <laughs> he could tell me anything and i'd be like true <laughs> so true yeah yeah no he's That's right so true yeah wow ngt ngt ne- oh nd neil degrasse tyson yeah degrasse i understand N-D-G-T. why you said g t ndt yeah we're on we're on um uh oh my god <gasps> first name basis nope no initial basis yeah what's happening to me y'all so true, this is important because i feel like i sound so tired and so out of it on this episode i have been working with this dating app called teleport mm-hmm. for a, a bit and they wanted me to be their first like teleport bachelorette where i would go on the whole point of the app is going on video speed dates and i just went on 23 minute dates for an hour and a half and your girl is tapped af i'm so fucking tired so I have some questions. Are all of these people, they live in Seattle? Mm -mm. Some of them did, but they were all my followers. So they like applied and they got interviewed by the teleport team. (gasps) Yeah. Which was fun. That's so fun. It was was a lot of fun. Everybody was so nice and I had a lot of fun, but oh my God. Like, yeah, meeting 20 people. I was talking to the team after and I was like, I feel like if I did this 10 years ago, I would have been able to like really hold my own because like I could have done this for like three more hours and been fine. At this point in my life, I get so gassed. Like after a party, I have to sit in a dark room and just like stare. Yeah. How do you feel after my birthday party? Oh, on the first night Friday, like going home was so necessary (laughs) because I was just like after Thursday too, Uh I was just so gassed out. And I was like, if I'm going to be fun tomorrow, I need to just like sit in a quiet room. Yeah. And I'm glad that I did that because then Saturday I didn't feel gassed at all. That's what I ended up doing yesterday was just sitting alone and like doing my dishes. It's so important to do that. (laughs) I needed it. Yeah. I feel Uh, like people are always like, oh yeah, if if you need to recharge alone, but you like being around people, you're an ambivert, which might be true. But I think that it's just human nature to need to recharge by yourself. Yeah. Every so often, especially after the weekend you had, you were like, you just need to enjoy your own company sometimes. Yeah. It's an art. Yeah. I loved like socializing and seeing everyone. I feel like I'd been preparing for it. You know, I was very ready. And then now I am now it's Scorpio season. We are we are reflecting. We are shedding. We are growing. We are changing. 
Yes. Is that what Scorpio season's all about? Oh, you motherfucker. Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> all right. I was like, oh, no. All right. Go back into Scorpio season. Um, so the phoenix is very related to, like, is, like, um, fuck. I'm trying to think of the right word. Like, uh, the phoenix is, like, a symbol of Scorpio. Oh, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Obviously, also the scorpion, but like Scorpio right. is or uh, the phoenix is one of those. And if you think about it, like a phoenix rises from its ashes. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of like the whole energy of Scorpio is just like changing and growing and like shedding. So, wow. Mm-hmm. So I need that right I, now. I love Scorpio season. It, it Scorpio gets a lot of hate. Um and I, th- I think that it's just a misunderstood sign. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, unless you're a Scorpio man. Then we don't like you. No. <laughs> use a condom. Um, <laughs> n- no, I mean use a condom because they don't want to. <laughs> They're oh. like, how dare you? Do I know any Scorpio men? Uh, Anna used to date a lot of Scorpio men. Did Anna stay until Monday? No, she, her flight was a little later on Sunday. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I saw your tweets about you guys just like dying on the couch. I was like, oh, she okay. was fine. I was exhausted. Anyways, that's Scorpio season. And I think um, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Uh, I texted Amelia about it last night. I found this old journal f- I had from college that I literally do not remember having this journal. I don't really remember writing in it. Like... And this was almost 10 years ago now. Wow. Because uh, I was 21 and 22 when I was writing in it. So I guess eight, nine and eight years ago. Hmm. So um, when I was reading it, it was very sad. It was a very sad journal to be flipping through. It was very interesting. Some of it was really funny. Um, but like I got to a point that like, I was incredibly depressed, but I would not call it that. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't like in my in my journal, I would not say like, yes, I'm really struggling with depression right now. Do you, <laughs> just do you think like, you knew in the moment you just wouldn't write it out? No, I think I just didn't want to like to me to me at that point in my life. Depression because like depression and anxiety is so much more accepted now, mm-hmm. but even eight and nine years ago, like, I feel like it wasn't still as accepted. Like it wasn't as openly talked about or discussed, even if people were struggling with it. So I like didn't want to admit that to myself. I was like, no, I could not be depressed, even though I was literally writing about, um, wanting to die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, when I was reading it, I was just like, oh my God, I was like not doing well at all. And just for a lot of different reasons. And um, I like when I was reading it last night, I just started crying because I was just like, I wish I could like go back and like hug myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I when I feel like this and like I've my therapist and I have talked about this before, like she's like, what do you wish like you could tell yourself then? So I tried to just kind of put that into practice and just like I think it's a good reminder of, you know, I think that a lot of us are like every single person in the world is 
struggling with anxiety and depression in some capacity. Mm. But um, I think also it's like good to acknowledge like how much your life can change. Yes. That's huge. I like the fact that I don't remember being that depressed Mm -hmm. is very interesting (laughs) to me. Yeah. I think maybe that also is probably my brain just protecting me. Depression. I knew I wasn't what I knew I wasn't great. You know, I knew I wasn't happy. Depression also leads to memory loss too. Yeah. Yeah. That would like track. And um, just like it can get so much better. Oh my God. Like there have been the thing about depression is like for a lot of people, it's like, it feels like this, it's not a momentary thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, this is just how it is. And I'm going to feel like this for forever. And that's, I just have to live with this. I have to figure out ways to live with this. Yeah. When in reality, it's like your brain, it's lying to you. Even if there are things to be sad about, like that deep, deep, deep depression. It's more of like, it's not like depression isn't just feeling sad. No. It's oh just my like the sense of like absolute hopelessness. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say like when I like I don't really think that I necessarily have depression because I don't like I it doesn't feel like a sustained feeling. But that doesn't mean I haven't felt that way. Mm-hmm. And anxiety like someone explained anxiety to me as like a concentrated depression. And I was like, that actually kind of makes sense to me. So I, they're just so closely aligned that I'm not like, Oh yeah, I don't have depression. I just like, don't feel that way for a sustained amount of time. So that's why, but I wouldn't say that, but also like that could not even be true. I don't really know that much, like that's, that much about depression I, versus anxiety. Cause that's what I'm being treated for. Right. And they're comorbid a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. And that's why antidepressants are anti-anxiety medications. Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't think that I was depressed. And I think that I had a lot of stick before I admitted to myself that I was depressed. There's a lot of stigma about being depressed. Yeah, exactly. Like I was like, well, I can't like, I can't possibly because like how depression is shown in like commercials specifically like for antidepressants it's like so stick figure walking around with like a dark cloud following him around and it's like Mm -hmm. no that's not really yeah that's not how it feels my depression was this like dull naggy ache like it was always there but i wasn't like so so sad but i was like not happy i was like i i feel like with how much great shit is going on in my life i should be happy and i'm not And it didn't feel, it felt so like amorphous that I was like, this isn't depression. I'm just kind of like feeling blah, but it was Mm. chronic. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, it was like for like a year that I was like really just not doing well. And it wasn't until I like, honestly, if I'm grateful for the breakup for anything, it was like making me hit rock bottom. Like I was so fucking sad and like I could not pull out of it. It's like I was already starting at like, like a negative 30 and it just like brought me down to this like negative 90 <laughs> and I was like I ca- I need help and that's when I called our psychiatrist for the first time and the voicemail that I left her was me sobbing before I even knew Aww. her I was like I just need help and you seem like you can help me can you help me like it was the saddest voice note I've ever sent mm. anyone and she called me back and she was like hi- God, I fucking love her you just like know yeah. what this voicemail sounded like she was like hi I'm gonna send you some meditation links it's gonna be okay she's like when you break your leg you go to the hospital and you get a cast when you have depression you take medication for it she's like you came to the right place i'm like on the phone like "Eh, eh." i love you so much i didn't realize 
what it felt like to feel like myself until I started treating my depression. Mm. And going back to what you said about like wanting to just like hug this past version of yourself that you were like reading in this journal. Like I just want, I look back at how I was feeling then and I'm just like how I wish that I was kinder to myself then because before I was like, I'll get the fuck over it. Like I was so mean to myself too. It's so easy to be because that's the depression. Yeah. You just like, you don't think that you're like capable of feeling better. You don't think that it's worth trying to feel better. It is the most hopeless feeling and it lies to you so frequently and consistently and it's a really scary place to end up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that it's a really important message. Obviously, we're not mental health professionals, but like as two people that have experienced depression, knowing that there is a way out of it, it's yeah. work, but it's worth it also, on the other side. If you so I was very like hesitant to take any SSRIs because mm-hmm. I was like, well, to in my head, depression and anxiety weren't like they didn't go together as much in my, like just to me I was like well I only want to treat like I don't I I don't need to be treated for depression because I don't have that Mm -hmm. so I only want to be treated for anxiety and then (laughs) her psychiatrist is like listen (laughs) it treats both okay (laughs) and then I just like I just didn't want to be taking an SSRI and then um there I like if you're like because I'm I'm the kind of person who's like yeah every like if you need medication like take it mm-hmm. everyone should do what they need to do yeah it's so different taking the and advice then, for yourself but not me yeah because I'm special mm-hmm. and my brain can fix itself mm-hmm. god but that's such a natural thing it's so fucking stupid taking a medication is scary yes and because you also like SSRIs are different for every single person mm-hmm. so I was like I and like I didn't want to gain weight I didn't want a lower libido I didn't I don't want any of the negative side effects and then she was like she was basically like it like those things are worth feeling better mm-hmm. you aren't going to care as much about those things because you were going to feel better yeah and then she the most important thing she said to me was like I was like well I don't want to be on this forever and then she was like okay but also who cares like if you are who fucking cares and I was like that's so true like no one cares besides me yeah and I just want to not feel crushed by anxiety yes (laughs) yeah totally that's that's all I want (laughs) it's so scary putting these things messing with your brain chemistry before you do it feels very scary but therapy messes with your brain chemistry and not messes is a bad way to say it 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 changes your brain chemistry well and the goal is also not to be on them forever but also if you are that's okay yeah a lot of people in my life have been on it their whole lives like almost their whole lives my one year is November 1st it's coming up (gasps) Oh my god! Yeah, I feel like I want to be Prozac anniversary. Thank you. I want to. I want to throw like a Prozac party because yeah. it's truly changed my life. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I look back on pictures of myself, like on my memories that have been popping up from before I got on Prozac. Like I look so sad. Like my eyes look mm. so sad. And I think I there was no way of me being able to tell that back then. Like I wouldn't look at a picture of myself and be like, oh, I'm so sad. But like knowing how sad I was and like you reading this journal that you found, it's sad to know that you were in that position feeling that shitty when you've gotten out of it and you are like giving yourself like the love and attention and affection that like you deserve. 
out of that it's really hard to think about yourself in those positions Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah so um, (sighs) all this to say like it 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 gets gets better. better and also if you need help like please go get help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Especially just like reading. I don't know. Yeah. Just reading that journal. Like I've been through so much change. I think all of us have in the, <laughs> in the last two years, but oh, just Jesus. like in your twenties in general. Yeah. Like I know we have listeners who are 22 and I'm just like, <laughs> buckle the fuck up. Cause it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it does not calm down. It really does not. No. Uh, but like, it, I'm so glad I'm 30. I'm, I'm so 30. glad to no longer be in my 20s. Yeah. Someone was like, do you feel wise? And then I was like, um, I think I will like start to feel wise. And then she was, she's like 32. And she was like, she was like, oh my God, you're baby 30. And I was like, Aww. I am a baby 30. That's she's cute. Like, That's so precious. <laughs> I love that. She's like, it gets amazing. You're going to love it. Everyone who's I feel like I'm welcomed into a club now. Yeah. To be honest, everyone who's in their 30s is like, oh my God, your 30s are amazing. They're well, so nice. I've never, everybody, when people talk about their 20s, they're like, oh my God, like you're going to learn so much about yourself. And then 30s is like, oh my God, like you're going to have the best time. You, That's how yeah, everybody works. You words learned it. about yourself and now you can just love yourself. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. So, I mean, like, I feel like we could talk about this depression conversation for forever. Um, My closing statement on the depression is similar to Liz's. Like you are not alone. Again, we're not mental health professionals and we are not in a position to be like, you know, but as two people that have gone through it and know how hard it is to like finally admit that you need help with anxiety too. Like that's not an easy thing. Admitting you need help with something is never easy. No. Always (laughs) worth it. And especially if you're stubborn. Yeah. Like us. Oh my God. (laughs) Jesus. But like, you're not, it, it feels like you're the only person in the world that could possibly feel like this. And like, you're you're not alone in it. People don't talk about this shit. And that's why Liz and I, we put so much importance on like talking about it because it feels so isolating because it's so stigmatized. Yeah. But there are so many people around you that are dealing with the same thing that you're dealing with to a different degree. And they might also be going through a journey of trying to get help. You don't yeah. know. And like, I don't I also know. also recommend journaling because <laughs> oh then you can reflect back on it and be like, I have not been well in the past. And like compared to now, I'm things have gotten a lot better. So it's just nice to have it in writing yeah. so you can like reflect mm-hmm. on change. Totally. And that must have been huge for you yeah. to find that. Yeah. I like, well, so obviously I was like bawling while I was reading it. Yeah. Well, cause I was like, um, I, I've been trying to like not stop myself from crying. Good for you. So I just like let myself cry. And then I just imagined myself like the older version of me now, like, taking care of my past version oh that's you know chills yeah just like <laughs> sitting there with like bat, like 20 20 year old liz yeah yeah and just like holding my own hand and being like it's not gonna feel like this forever oh my god she'd be so proud of you yeah 20, 21 22 year old she would liz. be like um you're way hotter now what the <laughs> fuck like, <laughs> and i would be like yes you don't deserve it yet sweetie <laughs> <laughs> you're too self-centered <laughs> oh my god 
like your hair is so long <laughs> holy shit well thank you for talking about that because it's like not an easy thing I to talk about I just wanted to like, celebrate Scorpio season we love Scorpio season yes. in this household season of the phoenix season of change it's a good time to like meditate on like you know um the new year's coming up yeah i always like to make like a i think i've probably mentioned this i always like to make a pinterest board yeah I love for the following idea. year of just like the vibe i want to have for the year usually i do it like around or before my birthday but i have not had time to do that so it's time for the 2022 pinterest board to start i want to make mine too should we share them oh yeah let's okay i'm gonna make that. one too let's and then and then we'll make and then maybe we'll just put yeah. it on patreon yeah maybe i just because i'm <laughs> oh also i want to put together the patrons i'm gonna put together the vibrator and sex toy list yes and um hopefully like i want to have it up before like uh the holiday deals and stuff so great idea. people can st- keep an eye out for some toys for I themselves just, or the people they love okay so we have one more spooky story that's very short and it wasn't labeled as a spooky story but it is a little bloody so okay i'm excited <laughs> i felt like it would be a good spooky story um hi i first just wanted to say that i absolutely love you both you guys are you guys truly have helped me a lot as I am navigating a very dark time in my life. Oh. Girl, we love you. Yeah, we all are. So <laughs> real. Yeah. So uh, especially based on what we just talked about, you know, mm-hmm. we, we understand. Yes, we do. Um, I'm so glad we could. That means so much that we can like give y'all company. Yeah. When you're going through stuff. Well, the hardest thing is feeling alone and. You're not. This is you. You don't have to feel alone, and you also don't have to share something you're not comfortable sharing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. anyways, um, back to spooky story number two. <laughs> I was reading the synopsis of episode fifty nine and saw the last line and a bloody hookup, and made me remember a story I felt like I just had to share. The first time I was ever fingered, I was sixteen or seventeen. I remember we were on my bed. He had started fingering me, and I remember thinking it was very painful, but everyone said the first time doing anything could be painful, and I had nothing to compare it to. After faking an (laughs) orgasm, (laughs) he took out his fingers. He had went into the restroom and and called out, are you on your period? Horrified and knowing I... What I for sure I was for sure not. I answered with a quick and surprised no. Come to find out, he had used his nails and caused me to bleed. I bled for days and had to wash uh, had to wash all my bedding. It even left a stain. Ladies, make sure your guy never uses his nails. <laughs> um, thank what? you for sharing that with us. I. Uh, how long were this guy's nails also why was he thinking like scraping yeah, yeah so he's probably doing this yeah he was he was watching he was watched how to do g-spot stuff for sure it's, it's more of a it's like a come here not like a come <laughs> who does that like Nobody. an air quote he's doing air quotes doing in air your quotes. vagina <laughs> and i mean anyone who is 16 or 17 does not know what the fuck they're doing. The title of this episode has to be air quotes in your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> the spookiest. It's this. Spooky it's like you're story. in trouble versus air quotes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Come on. 
Oh, man. Gramps, Even Gramps, Gramps has upset. things to say about this. I know. It's obscene. Wow. What a fucking tale. So that was the spook, the, our last spooky story because I think that's pretty scary. That is pretty scary. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to know. It's just kind of a sad fact. That's fine. I'm reading facts about, so we're not doing a sex fact. A sex fact of the... Ooh. Wait, make it spooky. Wow. Thank you. Come on. Come up here. Don't be dumb. Come on. Okay, he's the sweetest face. You're being annoying. <laughs> he's like, wow. <laughs> All right, this is a scary fact of the week. Oh. <laughs> what what are some of the like the monster mash? It's a sex fact. 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 Wow! <laughs> you always blow me away with these adaptations of our song. Beautiful. So this is a sad fact. It's a sad fact. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> okay. National Geographic Kids reported that people make about oh. one teaspoon of tears each hour of the day. Sometimes two. <laughs> and I just made that. I just added that sometimes two in there. When you add it all up, that's probably more than you thought. What? What? When you add it all up, that's probably more than you thought every day. What the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. One teaspoon of tears every hour? Mm-hmm. Our, that's 24 teaspoons a day. We cry? Of just your eyes producing tears. Oh. But, like, I cry, cry a lot, so, like, I think... Yeah, I, I, would, like, I would argue I produce more. <laughs> if I cry a lot, what, what would that mean? <laughs> what would that add up to? One day I'm gonna measure it. Yeah, we should just like wait there with like a little test tube. <laughs> Use them for a spell later. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Do some voodoo on our exes. Okay, I'm gonna read another one because that was short. Your stomach lining blushes when you do. Interesting. Dr. Melissa Lem, a Canadian family physician, told CBC that when you blush, the lining of your stomach also turns a little bit red. It's more than just an outward expression. Oh. Well, hot diggity darn. I blush so, a lot. So, like, I guess, like, when you have butterflies, then that's kind of, like, a real thing, like, physically. Cute. You're yeah. so right. That's a cute way to think about it. So, those are, they're not sex facts, but they are. They're weird body facts. Yeah, weird body facts. And that feels appropriate. It does for our spooky sewed. S- sorry if you weren't spooked enough but Ooh, yeah. how about that was that scary <laughs> oh oh i have one more spooky story of something spooky that happened to me today um i was riding a little the little scooter back from the gym to my apartment and um i was driving past a house and there was a little kid outside and he started screaming at me <laughs> he was like three he was like ah <laughs> Don't like that. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, brother. He looked really cute. It was really funny. He was like, ah! He, he was like blonde hair spirit. and like a, a tan sweater. Ah! Oh, what a little snuck He's up. like, mom, I'm going to go scare people outside. Hell yeah. She's like, whatever. Fucking. <laughs> I was like wearing like my black hoodie and like scooting. <laughs> I probably looked like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I took is... my hood down. I smiled at him because it was so cute. What a little cutie. Anyways. Ugh. Wow. Bless him for making our spooky sewed. Yeah. Um, my advice for all of you is to uh, make out with someone this Halloween. Um, Real. Consensually. Um, Real. And maybe that's your monogamous partner. And maybe it's not yeah just grab someone you know don't the world's ending don't cheat don't cheat and it has to be consensual yeah. that's those are our only guidelines yeah. have at it yeah <laughs> and you can't blame us if that's why we said don't cheat yeah because if you're cheating that's your choice and you have to you have to make sure they want it yeah, this is going exactly. off the rails anyways we, we love, love you, you. children Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.